Hey, this is Tyler G of Batman Figs on Instagram. Also co-host of DC Figures and Collectibles podcast. And a lot of times people ask me, where do I get my figures or what method do I prefer to go about getting my action figures? And I tell them the best, easiest way that I know of is going through BigBadToyStore.com. They usually have all the newest things in stock. They have things that you can pre-order ahead of time so you don't miss out on the opportunity of having them. They also have figures from years ago that usually tend to be at a good price and figures that are hard to find that you may need for your collection. So if you need to get a figure of any kind, any brand, then I would check BigBadToyStore.com. BigBadToyStore.com. Go check them out today. story coming convicted hitman jimmy two shoes mcclarty confessed today that he was once hired to beat a cow to death in a rice field using only two small porcelain figures police admit this may be the first known case of a knickknack paddywhack i'm tyler and this is dc collectibles <laughs> i hope you are doing well i'm joined as always by my co-host all the way from stoke-on-trent england who is at the dot bat fan Scott, how are you doing? Hello, hello, Tyler. I'm doing good, thank you. How are you doing? I am doing splendid. We have a, a lot to talk about, <laughs> a lot of cool stuff. Um, yeah, you've been killing it with photos lately. Thank you. you. Had a cool custom that uh, went perfectly with something that came out this past Friday, and you guys had a great theme as well, you and Lewis. Thank you. There, that's very kind of you. Um, it was good fun, and, and actually, just on before we move on to that, that joke you said at the start. Colin Mockery yes. by any chance? Yes. <laughs> yes, I knew it from whose line is it anyway? He, he is hilarious. He He's is the hilarious. Man. Colin Mockery oh, and um, Ryan Stiles, what a duo. Like Batman and Robin of the comedy world. Oh, most definitely. And they oh, actually, uh, that show still runs and airs like today here. So oh, they're still man, going I, strong. I used to love watching that as a kid. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, it's still great on the YouTube clips too. <laughs> genuinely is yeah um oh fantastic show well i was a trip, nice trip down memory lane um <laughs> and there's been a few more trips down memory lane for both of us this week yes with the with our batman posts been enjoying life oh yeah and then uh you had a really splendid weekend this past week uh yeah thank you they it kind of coincided with the release of Titans, so we did a Titans theme uh, this weekend, which was good fun and um, a different challenge because uh, obviously, like both of us, don't really have many or any Titan figures, so we wanted to try and think outside the box and do something different. And I hope we kind of did that. Well, you did, and I had to say the coolest uh, shot or coolest figure to come out from this whole weekend theme is the robin that you did and can you explain that a little bit because <laughs> the suit looks exactly like it does off titans like even the r is almost exact yeah it, it is yeah it's from the arkham knight robin uh, which is the tim drake one 
and I took the head off him and then put the Arkham City Nightwing head on there. Um, I was going to use the Arkham Knight Nightwing head, but I don't like that the cowl, it's, the mask sorry, goes all the way down to his chin, which it doesn't in Titan, so I decided to use this one. Um, and also his hair's a little longer like it is in Titans, so... Um, yeah, yeah it fits perfectly because it's like looks like the length he'd have him like when he's about to transition from Robin to Nightwing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, they are like they're sort of yellowy uh, inside of his cape as well. Is really similar, and he's got the the stick, the sort of staff, whatever you want to call it, that um, Dick Grayson uses in Titans as well. So um, the only regret is they don't have more figures of like. Um, Raven and Starfire Beast Boy. I would have loved to get that new Starfire that Lewis has got, the multiverse one, because that looks beautiful. Such a great figure, and Lewis did some amazing shots. Um, Lewis, who is at the back collector, by the way, for those of you listening. And uh, yeah, he's got some sensational shots this weekend. Especially love that team shot he did as the last one. Oh, yeah. That was really fun. His Starfire shot was really nice, too. Yeah, beautiful. Absolutely fantastic shot. Really like that figure. And then I really also enjoy the two Robin photos you did in Batman the Animated Series. Because <laughs> that's also yeah. reminds me of a few scenes from season one of Titans and it also reminds me of a scene from the newest episode, which I won't talk about, but it looks, I love <laughs> it. It just looks great. Yeah, I'm so pissed I can't see that episode yet because of it being in the US, but hopefully soon I'll try and check it's it out enough. or try and stream it or something. But um yeah, I definitely wanted to do that scene because it's so cool and just seeing two Robins together is fantastic and yeah, Tim Drake stood in for Jason Todd. And someone actually commented on it, which is a good point, saying that they think that um the animated version of Tim was a purposeful combination of Jason and Tim because obviously they, they wouldn't do a death of the family sto- um, death of the family storyline um on ZCAU that even that was too far for them back then. That's a shame because I bet it would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And then you brought out on your last picture, your latest one that you just posted, not theme wise, but you posted a Wonder Woman and Flash, Batman, and you put a Steppenwolf in there. That's really awesome. I really like oh, that. Yeah, he's the massive DC Universe classics um, figure that um, we, our previous guest Jason Langston, worked on the packaging for that line, which is fantastic, and. Um, yeah, um, he's a great figure, really is fantastic, and he's so accurate to the DCAU version. I think a lot of that line was basically sort of comic book bodies of animated style figures, and he's one of them. You know, the accuracy to DCAU is is uncanny, so threw him in there, and I put a, like an animated twist on it, so put it in Thamascara, uh, and then um, uh, decided to put some electricity around Flash and, um, yeah, Nick's Gods and Monsters Wonder Woman's sword so that she could use that. Yeah, it looks really sweet. I really like just the uh, little touches of the lightning coming off Flash because it just gives, him the, it gives you the sense that he's just about to take off any time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love the electricity effects. Um that you can get on the VFX studio app and it looks so similar to the, the DC EU flash. And yeah, the effects are so so similar. Now, 
what is there any way that we get a hint or do you know yet what the upcoming weekend theme is going to be? Yes, well, it's funny you should mention that last picture because our, our theme this weekend is going to be the DC Extended Universe. We did one last year and we're going to do another one this year. So we're l- looking forward to doing that. So like Batfleck and all that? Yeah, Batfleck, Justice League, Man of Steel, Aquaman, Shazam, all these films. Uh, Wonder Woman, of course, you can't forget that. Even Suicide Squad, who knows, could get one from there. <laughs> That'd be cool, because most of the time I forget they even made Suicide Squad. Yeah, well, I've got the Mafex um, dead shot and the Mezco Harley Quinn, so might have a go or something from that. Oh, nice. Well, those, I bet the dead shot actually is a cool figure and character. He is, yeah. He's really cool. Uh, I remember you saying before, it's a shame we didn't get more of his white mast um, outfit from Deadshot, yeah. so I might do a picture of that, just something like that. But yeah, um, yeah, not too much new of it other than those. No new figures? No new figures, no, for, for once. Um, a big thank you to Kevin, who is at Renke Customs, who sent me over the turtle figures, so they're on the way. Yeah, massive thanks to him for that. I can't wait to get them and see what I think of them. Um, I can't wait till we get the the next round of them too. Oh yeah, with the Batgirl. I've seen some pictures of her unboxed already, and she looks fantastic. Heck yeah, course, she's like the... Alfred. Mm, yeah, yeah, Alfred. I think Alfred's probably going to be, other than the Batman, I think he might be one of the best figures of the lot. He looks so cool. Alfred does. Yeah, it's not. He gets a little vest, a little color, pop of color. Yeah. <laughs> it looks really cool. And then we've got the Ray Al Ghul to look forward to as well. That's going to be fantastic. And, a buffed out uh, version. Yeah, I'm even looking forward to the turtles because I've got some ideas of where I'm going to take them outside and do pictures. Um, nice. Yeah, definitely going to do that. But um, while we're talking of animated Batman, I wanted to talk, uh, talk to you about um, some of the freestyle pictures you've been doing this week. You've done about three or four, I'd say. Um I've been really enjoying them. I actually want to go, firstly, before we go into the BTS, I want to go back to the Turtles and say what a fantastic shot that was that you did in the Crime Alley picture. Oh, yeah, okay, with uh, Batman and Robin? Yes, that was really enjoyable, because you messaged me the night before, didn't you, saying you were going to give it a go, and I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be interesting to see, and yeah, it looks fantastic. And I'm glad, and you, I have to give you credit for the chalk outline, because it did just give it an extra extra little touch, and even though some people were mocking it and making fun of it in the comments, I don't care, because people still enjoyed it overall. <laughs> but a lot of people were like, why is the outline? So, this, so I don't care. But thank mm. you, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Oh, even in the stuff like the Arkham games, when it's re-remembered, the outline appears and stuff, so why not? I think it, I think it's... Um... It's good. The outline doesn't have to be there in the actual picture. It could be something that's been imagined. Like, you know, people people got to understand there's no rules. Yeah, it could just be in Batman's head remembering the scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I am glad you liked it. Yeah. And also, you've been doing a fair bit of outdoor stuff. So, like, mentions to the cheetah shot, you did um, a red hood shot. Um, but then my favourite of, of all of them is the bat cycle picture that you did. I mean, that looks just like a perfect sort of four or five a.m. you know sunrise sort of scene where you know the darkness is is slowly disappearing and you've got the sort of blue light coming in the morning. It looks fantastic. 
Yeah, <laughs> there's two. You're spot on with how early it is. It was around like six fifteen in the morning here, and that was only a one shot. Uh, a figure where I took one shot because I had to run in and basically play Frogger in the street, put it down, take <laughs> a picture, and like luckily it came out okay the first time. And yeah, I'm glad you liked it because it was fun playing Human Frogger to get it. <laughs> no, it looks fantastic. <laughs> so is that literally taken in the middle of the road? It's taken in the uh, far right-hand lane. <laughs> nice, nice. As I had to go out in the street. Because I literally have a street right outside my condo. That's why you sometimes will hear loud motorcycles or ambulances and stuff. It looks terrific. I really enjoy that picture. Thank you. I'm glad. I had to get another. It's just one of the best figures, and it's probably one of the last you get from DC like this. Yeah, so. it probably is. In fact, talking of uh, some of the last things you'll get, the um, the Lobo wave of the multiverse figures, how's that? Because you got them from Big Bad Toy Store, right? Yes, and thank you to Big Bad Toy Store because I can, I've can i never seen any of these figures in person at any store. And I hunt, <laughs> usually hunt four to five times a week, and I've never seen these. So when uh, Big Bad Toy Store reached out and asked if I would like to help them out, I was, and they had this, I was like, yes, I would love to. And uh, there's only one big thing. Like, all the figures are beautiful. But Kyle Rayner face sculpt especially is awesome. Mm, um, he looks cool. I love the colors of Kid Flash, Wallace West. Mm. And then Superman Kingdom Come, he is pretty awesome. I do wish that he had some white strips on his hair, but you could always customize that. But, oh, the Batman Beyond's cool, too. I just haven't taken a picture yet or done the review, which I'm going to do today or uh, Monday for those listening. And yeah. The Lobo is awesome. The lo- Everything about him is cool. The details are crazy good, especially like the skulls on his shins. He even has brass knuckles and two <laughs> head sculpts. The I don't know how they did it, but they made the rubber leather jacket actually look leathery and re- like real material. Yeah. And I really like that the weapon he gets is real metal and chain. But the, <laughs> for those of you that saw the review... You know that the left leg was, has a quality control issue where it looked like it's supposed to be the right leg, and they put everything from the knee down the left leg. So it's the right foot, right? It's the correct oh. and correct knee, but the it's a, like a chunk of leg missing. So you, I just have to be creative from now on for how I shoot him. He, he suffers from my Aquaman's issue. Yeah, you're yeah, maybe, exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe they should exchange notes. That's that's very strange. Um, uh, how weird. I don't I don't understand how things like that can can happen. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, but I, I am I'm thankful I got it. It's a good figure. It does look great. I love the picture you did of Lobo as well. That's so cool and yeah. I'd I'd love to see you have some facts with Superman with him. Well, I have something planned. Nice. I just got to get through the Batman Beyond one, too. (laughs) Yeah, the the Beyond one's going to be cool. Have you got any ideas in mind for that? I have not. I have to start thinking after this. (laughs) I'm sure you come up with something. You always do. And, yeah, that Batman Beyond looks pretty cool. Two head sculpts would be nice. Mm. Uh, um, Nice to have a backup in case my animated version ever breaks, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Knock on wood. Yeah, it actually is. Um, so the the picture of Cheetah that you did as well, just going back to that, where did you take that picture? Because it looks a really nice setting. That is actually at my parents' house in the backyard, and the vines in the back are covering a 
cast iron fence that separates the backyard from a pool. So I just thought oh. it would give it a jungle vibe. And if I uh, gave it enough depth, you wouldn't be able to tell there's a wall on the upper left. It looks cool. Well, she is one of the easiest figures to ever take pictures of. It's just a, one of the very, very well done DC collectible essentials. Yeah. Yeah, one of the few. One of the few. <laughs> of the few. Hopefully def- Red Hood. Definitely one. Yeah, looking forward to seeing Red Hood. Um, I've seen a couple of pictures of him unboxed already that people have, I presume we got samples or, or whatever, but um, yeah, it, it does look a good figure. And his guns come out of their holster. Yes, which is fantastic, and alternate hands as well, which is a miracle. That is, that actually is a miracle for that line. <laughs> yeah, genuinely is, and I wanted to ask you about one more shot that you did this week, which was the uh, return of the Joker picture. Um, ah. We have a, a mini Bruce, a, a Batman <laughs> Bruce, and then the Joker. Great picture. Yeah, I, uh, yeah it's a, it was a fun picture to do, and I wanted to... I just saw that clip randomly because I don't know if you just ever have YouTube running, but sometimes videos will just pop up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That one popped up and I, just, I saw, and then I, when I heard the line, of course, where he's like, but you're just a little boy. I was thinking, Oh, I have a, a Bruce Wayne figure now. So let's try to see <laughs> if I can make something happen with that. And I, this was yeah, what came to mind. <laughs> has to be done. Has to be done. Has to be done. <laughs> it's so funny because sometimes I'll just be sitting there like, visiting with my parents and also I just pop up and be like, I got to go. I'll be back. Because mm. I just, cause I just yeah. get an idea yeah. and I just have to do it. Yeah, it's one of those things. You, like Sometimes if you, although it's what I do most of the time, but um, it can affect it. So uh, when you think of an idea, you write it down and then come back to it later. You don't have that quite same spark all the time that you do when you're in the moment. Um, exactly. Because those ideas just come to you straight away and you go, oh, I'm going to do this and do that. You know, if you set on a core idea and then you can, in the moment, build around it, that's that's always cool because, um, you know, the the energy to do it is there. and It doesn't feel like a chore if you have to come back to it or something like that. Because sometimes, I guess you've been the same, you get annoyed with yourself when you can't recreate the idea that you had from earlier. Oh, yeah. Or like what you said, just the momentum of the idea that started yeah. to slow down to where you thought about it and you think, well, is it is it a good idea? Will people like this? And anytime yes. you start to doubt, it just, okay, that's not as fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The momentum, you got to have it. I do definitely have. And now, what, what talk, what, I was going to ask you about um, something that you posted this week. So, the BTS episodic return for the eighth time, which is, I find it mental. So the, you said for the eighth and possibly final time. Yes. Which is, which is, I, I thought this was bigger news than people um, seem to have thought. Are, are you really thinking of this being the final time you do it? I really am, yeah. Well, I want to, I don't know. I've done a lot of pictures I've, of all the scenes and I just want to make sure that it doesn't get old. I don't want people to get yeah. annoyed and be like, okay, he does it all the time. So this time, this one I'm running through, I'm going to do like completely new, like descriptions, write up everything brand new and just try to absolutely just capture perfectly what I want to from each episode. So I'm, I like I just, that. That sounds cool. Just to be a, like, 
if it was the last or if it is going to be the last, it's going to be like, okay, this is perfect. So I'm hoping it turns out well. I've already got a lot of ideas. And I've already been doing homework. And I think I'm going to do kind of what even you've talked about sometimes. And anytime I get free time, I'm just going to think I'm going to start storing photos and just make sure that I, that I'm ahead of it and nothing's rushed, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's, real... that's a good point because as well as doing it in the moment also having um, a sort of buffer is a good idea too sometimes yeah, but... it's all about balance isn't it I guess yeah and also I have a kid coming in January so I don't know if I'm going to be able to have <laughs> the time to be able to yeah. go through and do what I have been able to do in the past and I'm just a single bachelor so. <laughs> so when you're going through the post it takes about four months doesn't it or something like that I'm going to I think I'm going to start Wednesday Right, okay. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm excited about the On Leather Wings. Just always watching that episode really gets me back into the gear. Like, oh, man, this is just such a good, such a good show. Yeah, yeah. It's so true. And that picture you did was worthy of the first episode, the um, the Harvey Dent picture, which is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what we were just talking about too. I had the idea and even while shooting it and even while putting the hashtags, I was like, is this dumb? Is anyone even going to get this? I was like, I almost didn't post it. So that's funny that you said that. Well, I'm glad you did because it's fantastic. Ah, you're too kind, Scott. It's one of those where sometimes you think, oh, well, people get me and then you think, yeah, everyone's a fan. Everyone knows. Nah, I don't, I don't know. I didn't feel like that on that one. Someone put <laughs> they thought it was, someone put they thought it was the spirit which is some old old radio show and comic book. But. <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, you know, what people think and all that sort of thing and being too kind, uh, there's something I want to talk about, Scott. Yes, go for it. And I think you know what it is. We've discussed. I, I, I have an idea. <laughs> well, it's this thing on Instagram, right? Yes. And... Uh, we are our last guest even that came on the amazing. He talked about the importance of community and the importance of, uh, you know, just being a, nor- a good human being, just basic stuff. And, uh, you know, I feel like overall on Instagram, that tends to be the case, especially for our little niche area of Instagram, the toy photography world. Uh, but recently what's really bugged me, it's bugged me before, but uh, there's a, a page I'm not going to name that you know, they they post in spurts every so often, and when they do, people tend to get excited and they they enjoy the work. The work is the work is good. It's nothing I've never seen before. I feel like uh, if you follow me, if you follow uh, Simon from Batman, the animated fan, Lewis, you Scott, I mean I've seen a lot of these same style shots. Um, so it's nothing new, nothing groundbreaking, but there tends to be a huge amount of encouragement and support for the page. And that's, that's cool. It's great. It's good work. And they, they get a lot of comments. However, oh, and people even share their, the work on, uh, their stories and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is great. But the thing that bugs me is that. Amongst all the encouragement, all the sharing, um, the just the outpouring of people saying, hey, I, I like the work. The person never responds, really. They never, they never 
respond back. They know it does. I've followed the person for a while until I hadn't because of this. <laughs> and I mean, like you might get one like maybe. I mean, that's not what it's about. But you would think that if someone is encouraging and trying to be friendly and nice, that you would that you would be back and not just. I don't know. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, supporting people means that they should automatically support you back. But there is a give and take here. And when you just take and don't give back, well, um, you you are just an arsehole. So <laughs> um, you've got to make, you know, you've got to make an effort to, you know, get involved in the community and, and support people and, and help out because that's what it's all about and there are certain people that preach it and don't practice it and um well, it's very it's, <laughs> it's very well people people already know who they are more than likely um, yeah. so it, it it it's yeah it's it's annoying but you know whatever i they, they just won't get the support off off me and I'm, that's not not going to mean anything to them and it doesn't mean anything to me so that's fine and you know, it, it is what it is. But I, I just, I do find it very rude, uh, just on a human level, nothing to do with the community. I think it's very rude when people, you know, take time to leave a kind comment or, or nice words or um, just saying, hey, you know, really like your work, it's a fantastic shot or whatever. Just have the decency to respond and, and, and not just like comments. Boring. Yeah, I just, I, it just doesn't sit right with me for some reason yeah it's just very rude I, I, just, I just don't find it find it very polite to people that you just sort of pawn them off and you know not really bothered and it also uh, is annoying when you see the uh, a great shot is a great shot but when you see the same person's work repeatedly shared everywhere uh, that's boring I not... think that there is a conspiracy to force feed this guy's work to us. Well, yeah, <laughs> and then you know it's, and I think that you get into the realms of who you know, not what you know. At that point, um, yeah. So it, it that gets that can get frustrating. Like, see a variety of different work. Like, see, because that's you know sometimes I get bored of seeing loads of Batman stuff. Like, see something different, like, you know, from these pages and finding out different, different. Um, Different artists and different photographers. I see something different. It gets boring. Yeah, I'm with you. Because like, even we get bored of photographing Batman. That's like sometimes it happens. So um, when you get share pages that are meant to be about the community, repeatedly sharing the same people's work, boring. <laughs> I, I completely agree. I hope that. Uh, I hope that people that do that, if they're listening, realize yeah. that. If someone's trying to write a comment and stuff and be kind, it's just because they enjoy your work. They probably share similar interests. Yeah. They're just trying to be kind. They're not trying to berate you or be sarcastic. Oh, great work. Yeah. Or anything yeah. Like that. So, yeah. So, and just to be clear, it's not an attack at you know share pages. It, it sure, truly, genuinely isn't. It, it's just you know shake it up a little bit and, and do do something different. To add, you know, there's loads of share pages out there that do fantastic work. Um, and not only do I enjoy following, I, I enjoy tagging them as well because they, they share different people's stuff. But it, it, you know, at some point, it gets boring. And um, if I want to see a person's work shared, I'll follow their page. 
I don't need to follow your page that's just gaining popularity off one person or you know, a collection of people. Um, and it gets boring, and yet you see some of the most amazing setups. And you know, just because they don't have a two thousand dollar camera, they don't get shared on people's pages, which oh, yeah. I find I find an absolute joke to be honest. Because there's people out there they got fantastic shots. Um, you know, when I, when I'm thinking of these people, I'm thinking of sort of like previous guests we've had on. So, um, like Toys of Arkham, he's got fantastic pictures. He's got a great collection. Um, you know, Son of Martha as well. He's got some fantastic, um, absolutely brilliant setups that he puts in place and, and tells a story with them too. Um, and you've got iben.hornig uh, as well. He's got some cool things. Kevin from Renke Customs, you know. Um, there's Nightwing Q8. He's a fantastic guy. Ahsoka, of course. Then you've got people like Nate, Blainer. Uh, King Nemorius. There's so many fantastic people massive out there. Geek. I, uh, massive geek, absolutely, yeah. Um, and you've got original Bat Dan as well. He's got some cool stuff. The Toy Pile, Xander, uh, the same old X, and even people like JC Moore. I never see their work shared anywhere. And these are some of, of the most talented and, no, and, it's and fantastic sele- photographers. It, it seems to be a select circle of about eight or nine people, and that's it. <laughs> Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. But hopefully uh, people start to break away from that. Hopefully anyone listening starts to break away from that. Because, yeah. Yes. If anything, it's like, like we said, Mar- Son of Martha puts a lot of, you could tell he puts a lot of work into it, doing the story and stuff. And yeah, just because he might not know a few people, his work's not going to get shared. Yeah, exactly. Dis- disappointing. And then it's then, if anything, that sort of thing could uh, start to discourage, maybe make him stop the hobby, which that would be a shame. So I, yeah. it's just annoying. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. But uh, what's not annoying is that we get to, after all that, we get to uh, relax a little bit and talk about part two of your favorite, one of your favorite episodes. Robin's Reckoning. Absolutely awesome episode. And um just to kind of give a little recap of part one, so you know we see um, previously. Robin and, yeah, it, 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 <laughs> I feel like we should have put the voiceover of Lauren last. Um, <laughs> yeah, previously on Batman, but no. Um, so we see Batman and Robin chasing after some thugs um, who are working for Billy Marin. Robin checks out the Batcave who Marin is after Batman freaks out. Telling Robin to get the car. Um, so Robin has a look in the back cave, finds out it's Tony Zuko who killed Robin's parents by sabotaging the rope after <laughs> Mr. Haley. Yeah, exactly. After Mr. Haley turned down protection money. So Robin goes after um, Tony Zuko, and you know, we have all these amazing flashbacks of, of how he came to, to be with Bruce and. And what happened after the circus incident? And yeah, now we're getting into part two of where we see Batman and Robin both seeking revenge on Tony Zuka. Yes, brilliantly recapped. <laughs> it just had to squeeze a, a twenty-one minute movie into about thirty seconds. You did it. You did it pretty well. Because honestly, these episodes really are like they have more depth than movies, or well, most movies these days. 
fantastic rather than just mindless violence you get in most <laughs> movies now. Yeah, especially the first part had tons of stuff in it. Tons yeah. of layers. Or mindless jokes if you're Marvel, but anyway. <laughs> and then, uh, so we start off in part two where we see Batman, he tracks Tony Zuko while Robin is trying to find him and of course, like Scott said, avenge his parents' death. And mm-hmm. when Batman finds out that, uh, that Robin's like trying to find out where he is. He shuts off the tracer, and Robin, of course, says he has to do it himself. And then we get a flashback, as these episodes, two episodes have been doing, and we see Batman training Dick, and they're doing a fencing match. And uh, first, it starts off serious, and you kind of see that they have a good relationship that they start wrestling. And then in the middle of that, Alfred has to uh, interrupt because Jim Gordon is on the phone. And uh, Gordon has, tells Bruce he's convinced Zuko is trying to leave, get out of Dodge, and that if he does, they probably won't be able to get him. And then, uh, of course, Dick overhears these things, and he decides, just like in the current day, that he's going to take things into his own hands. Mm. So he yeah, runs that's away. That's a good point, that is, actually. It's a good point. It's a bit of symmetry. Yeah, well, I just I didn't realize that until watching it again this morning. <laughs> yeah. Which is, that's always fun. It's like, no matter how much I watch these, there's always something I find different. Yeah, you always pick up something different or, or like a different scene or screenshot that you haven't seen before or just pick up on. Or just didn't really uh, respect or understand. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, after, after he decides to take things into his own hand and leave Wayne Manor, he's trying to, you know, go around and show people a picture of uh, Zuko trying to ask all these people homeless and just those on the street if they've seen him, also workers. And then uh, in the midst of all that, little Dick Grayson, he saves a a lady of the night as she is yeah. <laughs> she is trying to get mugged by her uh, her John and using his skills, that not fully trained in his Robin, but he's got some gymnastic skills. He's able to take on the, the man not just the little guy, he took on a man attacker, and he was able to save him, and then after that, he goes on a little date, not a date, but he gets some food with the girl and explains what he's doing in the situation, and the ta- the car, there's a photo of Zuko's on the table, and the waitress comes up, and she recognizes Tony Zuko, and he's like, you, he comes in here, and she's like, oh yeah, he's always barking orders, he never tips, and it's just like, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's definitely Zuko, he sounds just like him. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> Where do we go from there, Scott? Yeah, so after that, we see um, you know Dick go to the abandoned factory where he's supposedly hiding out. Um, and as he's approaching it, uh, he, he sees Tony Zuko for a gap in the in the in the wall, and you know, and then so he's going to run over to this phone box to call for help. And unfortunately, Tony Zuko catches him and recognizes him as his uh, as the circus boy. The uh, the material witness, as he calls it himself. Yeah. And um, it's at that point Batman steps in. And so we get to see the ultra cool first ever Batsuit, which it looks so, so smart. Yes, I really love it. Yeah, it's almost like a, it looks like the Justice League style suit the, with the emblem and the blue inside cape. But um, yeah, as he's fighting Tony Zuko, there's a bit of a struggle and Dick Grayson falls back and is sort of holding on to this railing, but then falls into the water and 
Batman's left with no choice other than to go after him. And, you know, after he, he manages to save Dick, he, you know, they're standing on the bridge after, and he blames Batman for letting him get away. Um, and this is when we see one of the biggest moments of uh, Dick Grayson's life, when Batman takes him back in the Batwing to the Batcave. Um, and you know, Dick is just blown away by it. It's, it's amazing. He's asking, like, "Oh, who, who are you really?" And then he unmasks himself, and you know, Alfred walks up as well, like saying, "Oh, I take it, Master Grayson's stay will be permanent." <laughs> it's just fantastic, fantastic scene, and you know, you can see Dick Grayson's face, and he's like, "Oh, holy crap, this is really happening." Yeah, got adopted by Batman. Yeah, I mean, how cool is that? I mean, that's pretty mad, though, the way that Bruce unmasks himself. Fantastic scene. Oh, yeah, and it's just, I love also, he's like, you're the first, well, correction, second person to see this. And, <laughs> and I just love that. It's like, I want to know how bad you want to tell me to. I love Yeah, it. yeah. So, uh, that's just a great scene. And then where do we go from there, Scott? Okay, so after we go back to present day and Robin on the uh, bat cycle he's like oh you know, he's going to go after Zuko he, I was taught by the best which is what I love because he's, he's so angry with Batman but he still knows Batman is the best he still recognises that and, um, so Robin goes back to an old address for Tony Zuko um, and he checks on the phone of um, recently called numbers and yeah Tony Zuko's location is revealed we got him. Yeah, bang to rise. He knows where he is now. Um, so he puts like a tracker on the phone and manages to trace his address. Um, and then off he heads. And, you know, Zuko at this point is really touchy. He's on edge. He knows Batman's after him. And, you know, he was gone for nine years, which we managed to find out as well, which is it's quite cool. So it gives us a bit of a, a time frame and how long this has been building up. We're saying not five minutes he's back here and you know Batman's on his tail, he's a dark angel of death and he's he's absolutely terrified of Batman and then um just to you know peak the paranoia a little bit more, he hears noises on the, the roof and he's oh, yeah. you know he's like, Oh what what the hell was that? It's like, oh it sounds like rats. He goes, Yeah, rats and starts machine gunning the roof like an absolute madman. <laughs> Um, that watching it now, it's like, dang, this guy is crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. It absolutely is nuts. And Batman then falls through the roof, but he unfortunately is injured. How did he miss all those bullets, though? I know. Yeah, it reminds me <laughs> of like the Dark Knight Returns when those thugs are in that um, abandoned warehouse oh, and they're yeah, shooting that's... everywhere. That's true. Same. It gives almost the same lighting effect too. Yeah, it does, yeah. Orange no, it yellow. absolutely does. <laughs> but then, yeah, we see Batman fall. He sprained his knee. Something happened to his knee, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he's uh, he's surrounded by the guards. You think that Batman's at an end. There's Tommy Gunn surrounded, but of course he throws a smoke bomb, which uh, is able to buy him enough time for him to limp out from the room and hide and... What's cool is we that we get moved to an amusement park, which almost every great Batman story has an amusement park in it somewhere. That's Usually true. the Joker's involved, but That's this time true. it's Zuko. And yeah, I mean even Arkham Knight had it. So there's a lot of good <laughs> amusement park Batman scenes. 
I love the serious fighting. There's that stupid music in the background. Oh yeah, the, the carousel music. Yeah. Yeah, we see Batman <laughs> fighting the thugs. Uh, he's like, because he, his knee, he has to fight smart. He's like, can't use his body, yeah. so he's trying to duck and dodge and uh, use his weapons when he can. Sub- subdues uh, the thugs that have guns, and uh, in the midst of all that, uh, Zuko's still trying to go after him. And then uh, where do we go from there, Scott? Yeah, so at this point, while Batman's fighting him, Robin is still on his way to the site. And as the fight is happening on the carousel, as you say, Robin flies through a poster on the Bat Cycle, which is a picture that you recently recreated. So make sure you check out Tyler's page for that because it was amazing. Um, and Robin bursts through the poster <laughs> and you know he takes Tony Zuko to the uh, the edge of the pier. Um, and it's at that point, um, Batman arrives on the scene and, you know, he's trying to convince Robin, you know, just calm down, Robin, you know, let, you know, let the police deal with it or, or something along those lines. He's like, oh, be quiet, Batman, you and your stone cold horse, you have no idea how it feels. Yeah. And at that point, he kind of just, you know, takes it in for a second and he's like, oh. he apologizes to Bruce because, you know, you can almost say nothing stupider to Batman. You don't know, know how yeah. it feels. Yeah. That, I think I know how it feels, Dick. I know, yeah, I think he does. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the the police arrive. Tony Zuko is uh, taken away. And then we get to see a really cool scene, uh, almost iconic among Batman and Robin um, fans, which is, you know, he says, oh, he didn't want, you know, he knows how much pain Zuko has put you through already. He didn't want him to be put through anymore. You know, it wasn't because he thought he'd go too far and he'd take it too personally. It was just, you know, he wanted to protect Robin and, and handle this on his own. He didn't want to put anyone in danger, which I think epitomizes Batman's character so well and, and fantastic. Fantastic scene. Oh, yeah. And I absolutely love that we finally get to see a Robin. Um, that you can see the built-up anger unleashed yeah. because the, his dialogue, it's not like the normal Robin, like, hey, are we, I should have brought my homework or something like yeah. that. He is yeah. he's seething. When he says, he's like, I've waited a long, like, it's pissed. So I absolutely love seeing that scene. And I just, watching it now, I just laugh when Robin says, you don't know how it feels. Like, Come on, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what do you, uh, you gave the last one a high rating. Part yeah, give, give the last one a 10. Uh, I'm going to give this one... I'm going to give it a 9. Okay. Go for a 9. Pure, I mean, you, you kind of know what's going to happen, but they execute it so well. Um, it's a fantastic episode. I really enjoyed this one. So gives it a 9.5 overall. So that, that kind of works out right. It's kind of what I'd rate it. Um, but yeah, what do you rate it? I would uh I would say a nine out of ten as well. Yeah. I would say only a little bit of uh I would say nitpicky problem is that it feels like uh, they had to drag this episode out a little bit and put a little bit more filler in. Not agreed. Yeah. The last episode was just so tight and everything, every part of it mattered. Uh, I do feel like if they were able to cut a little bit out of this, but they had to make a twenty-two minute episode. So. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Overall, was... they can't. Too upset. <laughs> yeah, it's an epic two-parts. They could have made it almost three-parts of how 
how cool they could have extended those scenes in the first part. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic episode, isn't it? And definitely one of the best. What do we have on deck? Uh, the next episode, you know, I, I haven't actually looked up the next episode, but I, from memory, I believe we have a, an unknown villain episode. Let me see. Oh, it's the, the, laughing, the laughing fish? Ah, okay, yeah, we do have the laughing fish. That's not I was, getting, I was getting mixed up with Night and Ninja, <laughs> which is after that. But yeah, okay, the laughing okay. fish, what an iconic episode we've got next, then. Yeah, it's so iconic, it doesn't even have an opening title card. Ah, oh, so good. It goes straight into the episode. Fantastic, I can't wait to do this one, because laughing fish is so good. Yes, and that's a... Uh... You don't hear too much about it. I may feel like diehard fans know a lot about it, but I feel like this one definitely should get more recognition. It's a great episode. Yeah, th- this one is, uh, I think it's so creepy, the, uh, the music in it and everything. The lighting, even that cat. Ugh. Oh, the cat, yeah, it's so true. <laughs> and then uh, in terms of guests, we have a big guest coming up that we've had on before, another returning guest, correct? Yes, indeed. Yeah, really cool guest from Down Under. From Down Under, and his name is Lee, and he is at Massive Geek, and he tends to be a hot toy photographer, but he dabbles in different things, and yes. he also has a crazy, crazy collection room that is just unbelievable to see, so if you haven't checked him out, you definitely check that out as soon as you can, because, again, his pictures are pretty... He, you can tell he puts a lot of work into them. And I, Absolutely, I you that. can, yeah. Absolutely, and, uh, you can. We la- we learned last time that to be an Australian collector, you have to have a passion because the hunting is tough. <laughs> yeah, you're not right. Uh, you're not wrong. Sorry. Yeah, especially <laughs> with uh, yeah, you're not right. I was a bit <laughs> I was a bit random. But no, um, <laughs> the, <laughs> especially for hot toys as well because they, they what, things like import prices must be crazy on those things. Oh yeah, especially with all the taxes going up because of other people. <laughs> I just hope he's not a cricket fan. I don't want to speak to him after the Ashes result in the last couple of days. Oh, cricket. That would actually be yeah. fun. Yes, I, did, I suspect something will be mentioned. But anyway, um, oh, yeah, really looking forward to having him on. And I remember shortly after he um, came on our podcast, he did an absolutely epic shot of Batman and the mutant leader fighting in mud. So I definitely want to ask him about that. I can't wait to chat to him. Yes, and then uh, before we go, we just want to mention that already the Joker has won an award for a best movie at a film festival. What, I can't what says it took she... so long. I can't believe it took so long. Yeah, I know. Genuinely, I've never seen a movie get so many ridiculous uh, praises straight away. Um, I think it's fantastic. I can't wait. Can't wait to see it. Really excited. We have less than a month. Yeah, last of the month, and the the director himself, he said, "Oh, in the you know the day, this day and age, it's you know not realistic that somebody would fall into a vat of chemicals and go nuts." So he's making it more of a political angle and and stuff, which is exciting. I can't wait to see it. Hey, the best Joker before Joaquin so far has been a guy who wasn't turned because of acid. So yeah, it, it should be a fun ride. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Really excited. Even though just watching Batman 89 the other day, I still absolutely love that Joker. 
Oh, I can't wait to rewatch Batman 89 again. Really uh, excited to see joking. it. Joking. <laughs> so good. I can't wait. Uh, so uh, we have a lot coming up on deck. We got Lee for you on the other side. And again, you guys can check this out. Not only on audio, not only on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Anchor, but you can also check us out on our YouTube page, DC Figures and Collectibles, DCFNC. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the other side. Thank you for listening. Hello, guest portion of DC Figures and Collectibles. I am Tyler G, and I'm back with Scott. And we are here with uh, one of our favorite guests from early on when we first started. And uh, we're really happy that he decided that he wanted to join us, especially with the time difference. If you do not know who we're talking about, his name is on Instagram is at Massive Geek. His name is Lee. We're happy to catch up with him. Feels like it's been a long time. I think it was like in January. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? January, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, feels like years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's weird to think that it was January, but it feels like so long. But uh, we want to first ask you, how are you doing? How are you doing since the last time we talked? Yeah, good, good. I've um, sort of been in a perpetual state of reorganizing my collection, which has taken far longer than I would have liked it to do. But uh, you know, on the pointy end now, so it won't be long, and, and I'll be back in full swing. How about you boys? Nice. Well, that's what we wanted. To, we definitely wanted to touch on that a little bit. Uh, you, it seems like it's been a massive project, and it's because you you have a massive collection. Uh, so, what's what brought about the whole reorganizing thing? Was it just spur of the moment? Were you moving? No, it was more of just a you know that that whole artist not happy with their artwork kind of thing, and always trying to make it look better. It was. Uh, just, I wanted to get some glass in here, some glass cupboards for the six scale figures that I've got, just to let them pop a little bit more. Because all of the the six inch things that I've got, they still look good on a regular white bookcase. But I just wanted to kind of, you know, refine it and make it look a little bit, uh, bit classier. So that's where I'm at at the moment. So you know, eight, seven uh, details from IKEA, bunch of Whoa. new bookcases and some new glass <laughs> cup, and uh, yeah, it's it's a nightmare. <laughs> the same time as being being fun so yeah it's, it's been good the hardest thing about it has really been that i've actually taken the time to dust everything like completely <laughs> dust it from scratch and which i haven't done for a long time so things like the lego that i've got are, are dust magnets because of the the studs yeah. you know it's into those little oh. gaps it's a, it's a nightmare and even a lot of the six scale figures i've got too particularly the ones in the dark clothing uh, they take it in really, really badly as well. So it's been a huge task to clean them because, you know, as you know, they're they're pretty delicate, delicate figures. So, but when you get it all set up and all done, you'll be like, oh, this is insane. Oh, <laughs> it, it's at the, oh, it is, it, and I'm already kind of at that point now where it's everything's in its place, kind yeah. of, but except for the, like some of the little bits and pieces. So I've got my my layout right and the setup. And, yeah. It's just at the point now where I'm just tweaking and making things fit. So I've really only got my GIJ stuff to go at the moment. I'm just about finished all of my DC bits and pieces. And that's been the hardest part because that makes up a very, very large chunk of that collection. It takes up nearly nearly half the room. And so with a whole bunch of six-inch stuff and Batmobiles and the, you know, 
of animated Batwing that uh, DC Collectibles just released. It's it's very <laughs> difficult to find space for things that are that big. Yeah, it's freaking huge, that thing. Yeah. Yeah, I and love that corner where the Batwing is. I made it really hard, too, is I haven't actually stopped buying anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you, you miss out on something and you're like, damn it, I didn't get that. And so, I've not taken that risk and I've just continued to buy. So, you know, new things come and I'm like, yep, got the space up. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned that because there's been a lot of cool hot toy releases over the like the previous time since we spoke to you, like Aquaman and Batman, Flash and yeah. all that stuff. So what are, the, what are the new ones that you've brought? I, I, Deathstrike's probably the newest one that I got from the Oh, uh, yes, he's series. so cool. And it is such a mint figure. Like, of, of all of the hot toys figures that I've bought in the last 12 months, it has to be among my favourite. Um, yeah. What else have I got? It's, it's a tough one trying to think of what I what I actually bought. I've got Deadpool. Um, I've got – I filled in a couple of my Sideshow G.I. Joe figures that I was missing. Nice. Well. Um other than that, I don't really think I've actually bought that many of the newer hot toy stuff. It's difficult now because I don't want to get caught up in that uh, that spiral of going, I have to have them all because they're all so good. Like, <laughs> and with the way they've been releasing Iron Man figures, I didn't just necessarily want a, an Iron Man you know, collection. But um, uh, Flash and Aquaman are on their way. And actually, the other thing that I picked up that I actually thought was really cool was the um, Damn Toys Gangster's Kingdom Pulp Fiction figures. Yeah, and they, they surprised me way more than what I thought they would because for two figures, for I think I paid like uh, two twenty Australian for them, and it's two six scale figures and all the accessories, and yeah, which is it's hard to beat that kind of value in that kind of scale. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. That Flash and Aquaman, especially Aquaman, he looks amazing, absolutely fantastic I, figure. I was kind of really torn between getting either the the classic version or just waiting to get the. Uh, um, the yellow, you know, end sequence kind of yes. as well, but it's because they both look so good. Yeah, it's a good point actually, because that um, the, the Aquaman movie one that'll be coming out quite soon as well. But yeah, yeah they they do both look amazing. That that head sculpt is just mind blowing. It's one of the few male figures I wish they'd gone with the rooted hair option. Because seeing some of the customs that are online uh, and how they've sort of made that hair <laughs> like just look That's like a real point, boy, yeah. absolutely amazing. That's a good point. As I want to talk to you about some of your pictures that you've been doing since we last spoke. Uh, the one that stands out to me personally is that Joker picture that you did in front of the Axis Chemicals sign. Uh, yep. I absolutely adore that picture. It's fantastic. He's, he's just such a photogenic piece. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. He's, he's always one of those figures that I am very conscious of going back to each time because I've taken so many photos of it and I just don't want to be that good like that's all i do but i just find it so hard to not pick him up yeah <laughs> yeah that's true that's understandable oh it's just it's just it's just very good like he'll always be in a place in my collection that's like you know at the top you know in plain sight <laughs> straight away so yeah that, that was literally just taken i um put the the blue the blu-ray on the television and then um sort of position the figure in front of my tv screen and just yeah snapped oh, it nice. lucky enough that it That's just blended well and i didn't get the the lines you'd normally get when you kind of photograph a monitor which is cool yeah yeah they're horrible <laughs> yeah, sucks when you're trying to be like ah damn it you know gotta get the right angle but yeah just lucky in that regard so another picture I wanted to ask you about, and this is right up my entire street. It was you. Did, she did this picture days after we last spoke. Uh, I know what you're talking about because I was going to talk about it. <laughs> no, is the 
the iconic mutant leader versus Batman. Yep. Oh, yeah. He went all out on that. That was that so really good. Surprised me because, like, I didn't actually think it was that good a picture when I took it. So, no, are you kidding me? I seriously, like, I literally went out the back. So, those particular figures are something that I've been looking for for a while. And my local comic shop um, in town had unfortunately just closed, was closing down. And I went in there to say thanks and, you know, see you later and all that kind of stuff. And he, that was literally one of the only animated runs that he had there. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to buy that. So, um, and I got home and I'm like, I'm totally doing the mud fight soon. That's going to be the way that goes. And because Batman's posability in, in particular is uh, oh, limited because of his fault. <laughs> yes. I, thought I, I, need to, I need to try and do this so that it's uh that it comes across and looks like there's motion and, you know, and it's hard with something that can barely move. And so I literally dug a hole in the backyard, filled it with water and played in the mud for a few minutes to get that, that mud. So the mud and the dirt is the real McCoy. And then, yeah, literally just laid on the grass and was struggling with my dogs trying to get me. And, you know, it was a nightmare. So by the time no, I brought it back in and, and just sort of blurted a little bit and, and a little bit of editing on it, yeah, and then the amount, of, the amount of hits that it got really sort of caught me off guard because I didn't actually think it was that good myself. So, yeah, thanks oh, a lot. I love it. <laughs> oh, you yeah, can tell he went all out. The dedication yeah. is there. And also, it does look like he's about to just absolutely crush his face. Yeah, that's such, a, those... such a fun moment. I love it in the, uh, the animated movie that um, CC put out recently where they have that fight. And I just love... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Robocop, Peter Weller's voice, and it just suits so well. Such such, such an awesome moment. Yeah, that movie is the highest um, highest Batman-rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. That, that movie is the highest out of everything. Highly oh, animated you... series, everything. Incredible yeah, I movie. Did. That doesn't surprise me. It's really well put together. Yeah, it's, that's absolutely outrageous. Like, how, to get it so comic accurate, I like the way that they fuck the hush thing up lately, and then you've got yeah. that, how accurate oh, so that I is. haven't seen Hush yet, so I've, I've literally got what? it ready to watch, and I've heard that. Yeah, I, I just haven't had a chance because if I stop to sit down and <laughs> watch what I want to watch, I'm Dang. just not going to get this room back together. <laughs> I'm actually, really, I'm actually really interested in uh, hearing what you think of it once you see it. Oh yeah, I'll uh, I'll put something up for sure. You got um, Is it May FX's Batman Hush that's coming? That looks really cool. I think it's oh, Mayfix, yeah. or is it Figure Arts? It's one of the two. I think it's the Mayfix, yeah. Yeah, looks, yeah, Mayfix. That looks amazing. That's, that looks awesome. So, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have to sit down and watch it and, and see, because Hush is an all-time favourite sort of read for me. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to hear you. <laughs> now, another movie that I definitely want, or not a movie, but another, uh, well, kind of looks like a movie with how you photographed it that I want to bring up is the picture you took of the turtles and it looks like they're sitting in a sewer. It's, I think it's Michelangelo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the, the, the pizza scene. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I, I have to say that uh, my cousin was debating whether or not to get the GameStop version, the GameStop yeah. exclusives, and I showed him this, and after that, he's like, yeah, I got to get them. It, it's such a beautiful <laughs> picture. It looks like the lighting is almost exactly, if not exactly, to what it looks like in the movie. I was like, you got, you did an outstanding job. Got yeah, so that, that was the uh, quarter scale figures, those ones that I took. So getting yeah. that set up in that scale was pretty difficult. What did you use as a background, a screen, or is it actually? No, so what I did in that case, it was a. Uh, I waited till probably about five thirty, six o'clock in the evening here, and the sun had just sort of 
had just gone down, so there was enough sort of ambient light to make it look dark. And I actually used the packaging from the Hot Toys Terminator Salvation figures. It's like a, a styrofoam um, box that's kind of, uh, it looks a little mechanical and, and gritty like that does. And I figured it kind of, in the right light, I figured it would kind of look a little bit like concrete. And I, oh, got, <laughs> I got the grill plate from our oven and I pulled it out. And I no. sat on top of those boxes. Yeah, right. So that it, when the light, Shone, shone upon it so i turned my front light on and when the light shone on it it actually gave the appearance of the sewer grate over them and then yeah just put it together brilliant I yeah love it. i was in it was just one i'm like i don't know if this is going to work but it just, <laughs> that's everything awesome. was right scale wise but i guess that's it isn't it you just gotta dabble and try and and see what uh what happens but yeah that's my wife thinks it's mental she's like what are you doing with the oven I'm like, nothing, nothing dear. i'm on. making something work <laughs> Uh, that's part of the fun is like figuring out the puzzle of how to get the photo to work. Yeah, it is. It is. And then the uh, I, oh, what did you say? Sorry, go on. Okay, what I wanted to talk about is it's since the last time we spoke, a big event happened and it was uh, San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. I just wanted to get your impressions and what uh, your biggest hype is, what you saw, new things. What do you think? It's, it's always like there's always so much good stuff. That, that's coming out, you know, from an, I, this year I probably didn't tune into the movie stuff uh, as much as I would, but from a collectible standpoint, I literally sat down with a, a piece of paper and was just like, well, these are the things that I need to get, which I generally <laughs> do every year. And I actually, I looked at it um, from last year as well. And was just like, of everything that was on last year's list, I think only two or three of them actually been released. So things like the, the hot toys, Arkham Knight, Batgirl, well, that was, that was shown, you know, nearly nearly a year and a half ago now and still not released but still super keen for that i am so so very keen for the the next run of animated figures the red hood and um yes. as bats and, and those guys like i can't wait for those because they just i love the fact that they've taken the style and and actually transported it across to 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 those those characters which is good because the last time i think they tried to do that was with the uh, ed mcginnis line that um DC Direct put out, and all the figures look exactly the same, even though Ed drew them all a little bit differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see the animated figures. Like, that Jason Todd figure looks unreal. I just love the way it's got the little sort of man bag, and, yeah, it's very, very tidy. He looks fantastic, especially. Yeah, he's probably one of the highlights, him and Asriel. Um, yeah. So what do you make of the new multiverse line, then, being switched to McFarlane from Mattel? Yeah, so, look, I think that... Mac is going to do a really, really good job with these figures, I think. I think people are a little Agreed. bit scared going to be statuettes, but um, my boy Noah, who is like mad on Fortnite, asked me to buy him a few of their Fortnite figures. And it's been a little while since I bought any McFarlane figures. And so I bought him uh, the Cuddle Team Leader, which is the pink teddy bear figure. <laughs> yes, first. yeah. Because it was the only one that we sort of got released here like straight away because we get them sort of in waves of two. So even though they've yeah. released four figures, we only get two at a time. And... So I bought him that one, and, and I think the Skull Trip was the other one, and was genuinely surprised at how good they look on top of being that poseable. So if they continue yeah. to do the DC figures in that size with that poseability, I think that they'll nail it. But I think that he'll do a mix of his own interpretations as well as classic stuff too. He's going to help. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. Same, really looking forward to it. I've got the wild card from, from the Fortnite. Yeah. line as well yeah. and he's he's awesome like, those figures are so like you say they're so poseable and 
I, yeah. like most people are moaning about the seven inch scale, but I actually think it'll be quite good. I think it'll yeah. be. And, and I think it's just a little bit of point, a point of difference because everything's been six inch for long. And I think that when you're yeah, doing yeah. something new, you want it to stand out a little bit in, t- in people's collections. So, yeah, so yeah. I, I think he'll, he'll absolutely um, kill that once it all gets started. Yeah, the, you the can add, add more detail t- too to seven inch. Yeah. The thing that I'm particularly excited about too is from a distribution standpoint, there are so many more places over here that carry McFarlane. Absolutely. Points, That's as a good point. So, for me, down here, I, I can actually get them, which is like I should be able to get them without having to pay, you know, excessive import costs. And we do have a Absolutely. couple of really good dudes down here that have got um, the DC multiverse line here. So I actually bought my first full wave a couple of weeks ago, which hasn't come yet, but which is the Killer Croc wave. Yeah. Um, I just, there was just too many figures in that that I couldn't not want. You know, Alfred, um, the Robins, Jason Todd and, uh, and Tim. Um, Katana was, you know, on the list, but the Killer Croc back at the same time as well because my Killer Croc in that scale was really the the very, very first DC Universe Classics Killer Croc they did, which I think was based on the Hush look. And it's yeah. small and it's not very poseable. I don't even think it's got a knee joint. It's terrible. So uh, I'm replacing that. Dang, I'm stoked that you're going to get those just so we can see what you do with them. Yeah, yeah it's going to be wait. awesome. Yeah, once once I'm I've been a little quiet on Instagram over the last couple of months, but you know, following all you got your excellent works and everybody else that's out there. But um, that's like I'm at the point now. Where I'm like I'm starting to itch, and I've got all these ideas. <laughs> and, you know, I need to to get things out. Like I, I had a change of jobs, um, uh, around February, and I so I'm running a pet store now. So you know, dealing with pets and you know dogs and cats, it's awesome. Oh, nice. there's so many little ornaments at work that are designed for fish tanks that I'm like. Oh yeah, I could uh, I could do something with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah it's just that's the know, collector's mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, always just on the hunt and looking at what what I can do. So you know, I'm very, very, very keen to get this done. So I'm hoping that I'll have it done mid next week at this point. So if I have a real today and tomorrow off, so if I have a good run this afternoon and tomorrow when I I start, I think it'll all get you know just about put back together. I can imagine a pretty sick killer croc picked by like that uh, area you shoot Pennywise and yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll probably look at taking them down there. I've been looking around for stuff that's kind of you know more local at the same time, but that that particular sort of uh, stormwater oh, drain is always just good for that kind of stuff. <laughs> so you like to do a mix of outdoor and sort of indoor, and as you said before, like pictures in front of a screen. What's your preference? Do you like to go out there and get sort of stuck into a picture or do you prefer to stay oh, in and, and light a picture up? 50-50. Like, oh, the thing I like about taking photos outdoors is, is that the lighting is always on point. Like, it doesn't That's really matter true. <laughs> yeah. what you're taking a photo of. Like, the clarity that you find in your picture, sort of before I've done anything to them, and I try not to edit my photos too much unless I'm trying to achieve a comic book cover or, or something that's going to look, yeah. you know, incredibly movie realistic. Um, yeah. Like the... Uh, but sometimes I'll try and do a mix. So the, the Punisher photo that I took of the cover with oh. the Hot Toys figure is a mix of both a screen and editing and natural light as well. So it's all, all three. Is a room that I do, would do it in. My computer monitor has a window sort of just to the side of it, um, you know, but then I had to edit in the, the laser sights and all that kind of stuff to make that, that work. But yeah. 
So I like to try and do a mix, but I do like going outdoors. It's just a matter of finding the right context for the outdoor shot so that there's a point to it. It's not necessarily like, oh, here's Captain America in the middle of a forest, you know, for no reason, just because <laughs> the light's good. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be yeah, funny if that was the hashtag. Whereas if I take a predator out there, it works, you know. <laughs> yeah. I just was thinking that'd be a brilliant hashtag too. Um, <laughs> I actually, I, I, when you're talking about that Punisher one, I got to say that's one of my favorite ones, even though I'm not a big Marvel fan. That is just a brilliant photo. But uh, also, I want because I don't know if you, you've kind of hinted and you kind of you like my pictures of it. I, you have you seen The Boys? Oh, I I have watched it about six times. Right, I, I love the comic <laughs> book and when it, when I've been like hanging and hanging and hanging, and because I, I wasn't quite sure. If they were going to go as depraved um, as the, <laughs> the series was, and that was kind of my excitement around it, um, and I, I loved it. Yeah, the only negative I've got from it is I've been swearing so much more from my <laughs> house simply because of Billy. <laughs> oh yeah, the butcher. Uh, I, it was good. It was good. I know, even like I know, like a few. I was talking with a few of my friends about how it sort of ended and, and that ending sort of being so different from the comics. But I'm like, well, I think it worked, you know, because they they are looking at a couple of seasons at least. Um, you know, they need to sort of change it up, and I, and I think it's good because it gets to change the you know the character motivation in a way that makes the show its own thing. Yeah, yeah, I I think that it's going to be brilliant. I can't wait to see the next season. But I also want to ask you. Uh, in terms of figures, if you had to pick a company to go ahead and uh, make them, which one would you think would be best? Ooh, like a NECA, yeah, McFarlane? Yeah, I think that, that NECA or McFarlane would probably do them the most the most justice. Um, I think McFarlane would probably add that little bit more posability to them that, that NECA. Like NECA have gotten really good with their posability, but I, I'm always still very cautious with their figures in terms of moving their joints because I always sometimes yeah. – how the glue dries in the joints, and or not glue, sorry, the paint, uh, always makes for a little bit of a hairy moment in terms of, um, you know, am I going to snap that when I move it if I don't heat it up the right way? So, yeah, is the squeaky noise just because yeah. it's tight or is it because it's breaking? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just, just such fear. I was the same when I got the, um, the bat cycle, the animated bat cycle. I was like trying to move Batman to get on the bike and was like, oh, no. Yeah, oh, DC, Collectibles, DC Collectibles has got a real problem with that at the minute. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, and, and given the history of how the, the Batman animated line started with that, like I still haven't been able to replace my Catwoman. Her foot was broken in the packet when I got it. So, oh, wow. You know, which is just, and I'm always just so cautious, cautious when I get them now. So I had a massive catch up on that wave, which has been amazing. So I've got almost everything now except for the, the box set and Firefly and oh, Scarface. Um, I'm not the box set that uh, with Renee Montoya and Bane and the like. I'm never, not going to be able to get now, but I'm excited for the individual releases. That'll be yeah, pretty cool. Like, the lines, yeah. yeah. Sucks they're not yeah. releasing Renee Montoya, but they might. They might. They might. So, you know, but that's more. that basically means that when you're all settled and you got that room done, that you're going to be just you're going to be on a streak because you got tons oh, of new stuff. Oh, I, yeah, I'm going to have so much stuff to take photos of that I should be able to at least pump a couple of photos out a day. Not that I want to try and keep up with you, Tyler, because I know that you are a machine when it comes to <laughs> content out. So I always just think, man, he is just so good. It, it's killing me that he's just popping like quality after quality after quality. No, you're, being too kind. 
that could just mean I have no life too. So no, not at all. No, I'm 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 sure you're out there, you know, nailing that and just still pumping out the quality. But yeah, you always do such a good job, mate. So you're being very kind. Thank you very much. And, 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 and to be honest, it's driven me more to get this finished so I can get back into doing the same. So. So well, that's that's a reward. That's a reward for us all. And if you guys, are, <laughs> you guys got to follow because loads like even the stuff that you're putting out. I guess amongst the 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 chaos of putting together a whole room of what you have, you're still putting out quality stuff. Yeah, trying to. Yeah, and it's difficult now. Like it's just the way I've got it sort of set up at the moment is like I'm actually barely getting into the room. I'm at a point now where I I can. It's a bit of climbing and jumping. GI Joe vehicles take up an amazing amount of space on the floor when you lay them all out. <laughs> So, uh, trying to get in, and we've got a new puppy dog as well, so I've had to kind of barricade off that part of the room. <laughs> I'm so scared that she's going to get in and chew stuff. Um, oh. It's It's been hard to sort of get out there and take a pick and sort of do it the way that I normally would, so I've kind of got to do it on the fly and the and the, uh, a bit, bit cheeky to make it happen, you know, without sort of going to too much effort to set things up. Just spice. <laughs> well, the good thing is, is no one, nobody could tell. Yeah, no, thank God. <laughs> but then an, another thing I want to ask you about, because I know you're a big movie buff too. I want to ask you your thoughts on what do you think of all the new stuff we're seeing on the Joker movie? Oh, look, I'm I'm quite keen for this. I my um, sort of motivation for wanting to see it is twofold. Like I love Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's a fantastic actor. His portrayal of Johnny Cash yes. is mine. Um, is was amazing, and just about everything he's done, he's good. And I just like the fact that he just doesn't do things for the sake of doing them. He obviously does them because he wants to, because he's not pumping out a movie every, you know, couple of months like like guys like Brad Pitt and that. And that's not nothing against those guys by any means. But so I think he's really good. So that's the first reason. The second reason why I'm so keen to see is is how do you make a character who one of the key motivations to driving that character is ultimately the hero who's going to have nothing to do with this movie and i'm just really keen to see how that goes like how they sort of drive that character you know going forward and that's more of the joker than just a love-hate relationship with batman but um that's such a big part of it that i think it's going to be really interesting to see how they do that without having batman attached to it mm. Good point. It is, yeah, it's going to be interesting. All right. Yeah. So you'll be there first night or what? I certainly will be. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> get up and I'll probably be buying all the figures straight away. So. Oh, I hope they make some. Oh, uh, hot toys will do one for sure. But the, the yeah. only thing that particularly annoys me about that is, is that I won't get a Caesar Romero figure first, uh, and I want they they teased it again at Comic Con a couple of years ago and, and just never never released it. I want my sixty six Joker. Yeah, what's the deal? Oh, Do you think that just because no one, not enough pre-orders or what? Well, they never actually even put it up for pre-order. They showed it. Oh, my gosh. That's even really worse. cool, like, Biff Bang Pow background for it. And they also showed a new version of Batman that was a little bit more, I don't know, Super Friends kind of painted. So it was still the Adam West base, but it was, like, more of a bright blue instead of the, the dark. And it had oh, the same kind mm. of background, too. And it looked amazing. Um, and I, so I was keen as for that, but they've just not released it. Because having like all of them, like I even bought um, a second Jared Leto Joker, even though I'm not the biggest fan, but I'm so glad I did. I bought the purple coat Hot Toys version with the boxer shorts, and it's probably his most ludicrous costume, but it's such a nice figure. So, <laughs> you know, I want that Caesar Romero to fill that gap. So between, you know, uh, Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson and the Arkham Asylum Mark Hamill, like I've got everybody. Oh, that would be sick. Yeah. I want them all. 
You know, that's so weird that they just teach it. <laughs> What's your favourite out of all the jokers? I think I know which one you're going to say, but oh, which is your favourite? Sure. Yeah, yeah I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, he's just, the Arkham one looks beautiful as well. I'll be buried with that big art. He's coming, he's coming <laughs> with me. Right. I'll have a little and window you... coffin. <laughs> with the chattering teeth going, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, do you think that they will make six-inch versions of this Joker movie at all, considering it is R-rated? Because I know back in the 90s they used to do that stuff. Yeah, there's a... um... What the, the is it? Ah, can not connect. I can't think of what the, the little kids' line for Batman is at the moment. And they're like a little uh, super deformed figure. And one of the figures they released in that line, I'll, I'll think of the name in a minute, but one of the figures they released in that line was a killing joke version of the Joker. So these oh. are designed for toddlers. And there's a little <laughs> Joker in the shorts and the Hawaiian shirt with the hat and the camera in a tan. That's designed for, you know, three to five year olds. So I nearly bought it simply for that reason. <laughs> that's ridiculous so yeah I where's this from it. mommy yeah exactly you know, <laughs> you know that's just joker on a holiday even lego did it oh yeah of course lego lego did it in the well. in the in the batman movie packets yeah yeah yep they did they did they one were, now anything that they added I've got that there, one like as well, yeah. rubber ducky ring like but it was pretty well the killing joke joker it even came with a camera I reckon so, McFarlane are going to be our best bet of a Joker figure. Oh, hands down. Yeah, hands down. I wouldn't be surprised if it's among their first releases. I, I guess my only fear for McFarlane um, going forward with the line is that he'll he'll milk just particular characters. So we'll see, you know, 20 different Harley Quinns and 20 different Jokers. And, and But I'm just hoping uh, that we kind of get beyond that as well. Like, yes. As much as I love both of those people, you know, I want to see a Jon Stewart. I want to see a... Ah, well, we, we, we can exclusively reveal that you are going to see a John Stewart. Yeah, let him know, Scott. Let him know what you know. Right, okay. So, um, first wave, we're looking at an armoured Superman, um, animated Superman, and comic Superman. Um, Three suits? Yeah, and the, and the exact same for Batman as well, except for, rather than an armoured one, we're going to get the Batman who laughs. Oh, um, okay, cool. Um, movie Harley Quinn as well as a classic one. You've got the animated Green Lantern, you've got Nightwing, Batgirl, there's loads of yeah, cool nice. characters they're going to be doing. So, But yeah, the three animated ones are Superman, Batman and then Green Lantern, which is going to be super exciting. I can't wait for yeah. that. Given that Greg Capullo designed all of the Dark Knight's metal costumes um, like the Batman, yeah. I would not be surprised if McFarlane does them all. Given how close those those two are, Greg Drawn Spawn for such a long time, that will make yeah. an amazing setup with all of them. Absolutely love Greg Capullo's work as well. Oh, same. fantastic! Yeah. We um, I was lucky enough to get over to LA in um, March, and you oh. know, we had a bit of a family holiday from. We drove from sort of LA up to San Francisco, and on my birthday, which was at the end of March, um, my wife had planned to go to Disneyland, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, cool. You know, this this would be fun." But I found out that night that Greg Capullo and Jim Lee and a whole bunch of other guys were down, like literally just down the street from my hotel at a comic convention that I couldn't get tickets to. And I've never been so disappointed in my entire life. Oh, no oh my God. How can this be that all these people are just, you know, within arm's reach and I can't get there. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a massive fan of Greg's work as well. Yeah, he does outstanding stuff. I remember I... He actually uh, was the only comics I was reading while I was trying to recover from the back surgery. So yeah, I really enjoy yeah, his work. 
everything that he's done, like if you haven't read Reborn, which him and Mark Miller put together, um, that was just a really good left of centre read, like nothing really superhero based, but still a, a solid read. And it's only like five books, but yeah, I absolutely love love that. But I, I hope that when Mac does the McFarlane does the the Dark Knights figures, if he does do them, that we see the different scales amongst the figures. So like the the Devastator or the Doomsday Batman, I hope that it's massive, like big mm-hmm. like So I can't wait for that. And the thing I'm like really wondering is because he said uh, there's going to be versions they call animated versions. What I'm really hoping is that he does them exactly the, the style of animated, like DC collectibles yeah. does them, and not like uh, because the Mattel, I guess that Poison Ivy that they just released with the '89 style yeah. toy biz Batman Joker, that's supposed to be considered an animated quote unquote. Poison Ivy. Oh, that's a horrible Poison Ivy. So that. That's what yeah, I was like. It, it I'm hoping it's not like inspired, and I'm hoping it actually looks dead on. <laughs> that would be awesome. I kind of hope that if they do, like, because I mean, I think DC Collectibles animated line is probably the best line that they've put out in such a long time because they really yeah. have nailed all of the figures. Like, I even bought the Creeper. Like, even though, not that I really cared <laughs> about the Creeper, but <laughs> they, they still nailed that look for all of their figures right across the board, like Man Bat and Clayface and those guys all look so amazing. And so to kind of see McFarlane just come doing and do it again in a slightly bigger scale, like I honestly don't know that I'd buy them because I don't know that there'd be much point. So I hope he does something a little different. Look, look at other, you know, maybe just by Batman animated, maybe he means like Super Friends animated or the Batman animated or something like that, which I think would be cool. Oh, yeah, be- that would be quite cool. I would I think love it, a McFarlane Brave and the Bold figure. You know, that'd uh, be interesting. Yeah, yeah. that would be those, interesting. Those series get no love. Sorry, I said those series get no love. No, they seems. don't. No, like <laughs> you know, they're nowhere near as good as as you know the animated series, well, the original animated series by any means. But they still have some quality episodes sort of thrown in there. I love Brave and the Bold. Noah and I watched that when when Noah was quite young and. There's a Death Race episode, and it's got like Guy Gardner and a whole bunch of other guys in it, and it's such a fun throwback to you know wacky races and those kinds of things. It's just good value, so I'd love to have that kind of version, you know, represented in the collection. That would not been a really good quality figure like that, you know, like what's what's been out there at the moment. Definitely, definitely not as articulated as all the new stuff. No, that's right. Now, are you uh, excited for the new Terminator? Oh, so now this is. I, I was wondering if you were going to ask that question. Oh, I'm I, asking. I, 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 <laughs> I am, and I'm not at the same time. Like yeah, I said tough. before, the Terminator is one of my all-time favorite films. It's why the toys are all so heavy on my Instagram page all the time because I love those those movies to death. Uh, well, yeah, the first you recently did a really cool one. Yeah, oh, I just I can't get enough. Like it, it's just such a fun sort of movie. And then Genesis kind of came out with this potential, and you know. I wasn't a massive fan of it. And I, I, like I said before, I stand by it. I still really like Salvation. But mm-hmm. this one kind of feels like Genesis. But the last movie trailer that they put out actually made me go, all right, this doesn't look too bad. I'll, I'll, give, it a, I'll give it a run. But I think that the, the first few trailers came out kind of had this fear that, that Schwarzenegger wasn't going to be a Terminator in it. Because I thought yeah. maybe he's just going to be the person that they've kind of based them off. Um, but no, I've seen some behind the scenes um, photos, and oh, he's got the green wrap around his arm to. You know, <laughs> yeah. They're going to do the, you know, the, some kind of skeletal hand. So yeah, that that <laughs> is another movie that I'll go and see. But I don't know. I, I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much about it. 
It's James Cameron, so you got to hope. Oh, but but he's only producing it. See, that's oh. if, he was, if he was directing it, I would be hundred really? percent on board. But uh, Tim Miller is the one who's directing it. He did Deadpool, um, and and I really liked that that first movie. Um, so hopefully, he uh, he holds up. But we'll now, what do you think? What do you think of the rumors that there's going to be another person returning from the original film? Oh, or so if Eddie Furlong does come back as John Connor, I just hope that he's got himself together. You know, he, <laughs> I thought I'm not saying really harsh. He's had a rough a rough run, but I saw a like a, a cast photo of them all. Oh, I must have been with a con or something, and it had Michael Bean and it had. You know, James Cameron and Gail Ann Hurd, who were the director and producers of the original movies. Um, and and Edward Furlong, he just looks kind of like... Um, there's a, a photo getting around of a Russian <laughs> security guard that looks like Leonardo DiCaprio, and that's what he reminded me of. It's just like, because he's just, you know, he didn't look skinny and tough like he's the leader of this resistance. So unless they play that into the movie, then it could work. You know, because everything's obviously changed. So yeah. Mate, John just decided to, you know, just chill, have a couple of beers and some donuts, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> humankind can fend for itself. So, but um, yeah, I, I genuinely do hope that he's in it though, because you know he was such a massive part of uh, of that that trilogy, well, the, that law of Terminator Two in particular. So hopefully he gets back in there. Yeah, I'm so really. I'm going to be going hoping that he's got that he's going to be in it. I really hope Michael Bean shows up as well. That would be sick. I didn't even yeah. think of that. Yeah, because you know, there's a there's an uncut version of Terminator Two where um, just before Sarah has the dream where she gets annihilated by the nuclear explosion, that Kyle's talking to her, and I, I haven't uh-huh. been able to find the Blu-ray here to to buy to upgrade, so I've still got the DVD version, which is a little gritty and grainy, but I can't get rid of it because it's got about 25 minutes of extra footage in it, and one of those scenes is Kyle talking to Sarah in the hospital about how she's got to be strong, and, and it sort of leads into that explosion what? scene, and it's so cool. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that would be sick, man. And, and, and it just fits like so, so well. Because he looks like he does, he, like he's one of those guys, I guess, when they filmed Terminator 2 in the 90s, that he hadn't aged a great deal by then. He has now. But uh, um, yeah, he's always been sort of one of my favorite uh, 80s action guys. He did Navy Seals and, and those, those movies were always good. So, looking way into the future, then, in a couple of years' time, we're getting a new Batman movie or a trilogy. Yep. If you believe some sources, what do you reckon of Robert Pattinson and also the direction that it looks like it's going to be taken in? My, my, I think Robert Pattinson is going to nail it as Batman. I think he's going to do a really good job. I'm not the biggest yeah. fan of the guy, but I, I do think that he is a big actor who I think is kind of unfairly linked to Twilight. <laughs> yeah. Every, yeah. every actor's done a movie that they're not necessarily uh, the most proud of. Um but I just feel that he will nail it. People said the same thing about Heath Ledger before he was the Joker. Uh, they yeah, said that I'm terrible, terrible. going to be any good. And, you know, now he's revered as one of the, the greats. So I think that Patterson will do the, the, do the same. My only fear for it is I've, I've read that there are seven, six or seven villains in it. Yeah. And I'd just rather have one villain. I don't really care if they reuse, you know, villains that have been used before i would like something fresh but um those movies that just have too many people in it that dc seem to put out they just never gel or make you care about those characters so like less is more is i guess what i'm trying to say i think that yeah you know 
even even had they used someone like Ra's al Ghul, or even not even a super villain, maybe maybe have Joe Chill as the villain, you know, in it, and have him have mm. it be this noir crime kind of drama. I think that would have worked. Well, I mean, I'm sure it will work still, but I, I would have liked that kind of movie better. Just to not see a superhero Batman movie and more of a detective Batman movie would be cool. Yeah, something like Shazam, so not to like dive in there straight away with a, um, it was like a Black Adam fight. Yeah, or, yeah, or something. Right. You know, they use you know, Doctor Savannah. In. That's right. Yeah, tease them by all means, but use something yeah. that's a little bit more low key. Yeah, and 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 just grow that because I think the DC movies have shown in the past that when you put a huge ensemble cast and you make them up out of amazing actors, you know, like the Suicide Squad. Um, that you just, when Slipknot gets killed, like, you're like, yeah, okay, get his head blown off, who cares? Like, you know, there's no <laughs> time for attachment to that character because they're not done yeah. anything to kill them. So. And Aquaman was extremely good with that as well, with Black Manta, yeah. because they, yep. they put almost the main villain, but now everybody wants to see more of Black Manta, and they, they, yep. the film didn't get criticised for it, but everyone is pumped to see the second movie, so they've already got that story sort of set up for themselves, which is fantastic. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, that, that uh, will make for a, a very good um, film if they do do something like that. But I guess it remains to be seen, you know, how well it'll go. But I think he's got yeah. the weight of the world on his shoulders. What do you make That's of the, the way that they're sort of directing the DCEU at the minute? We've, obviously, we've got Wonder Woman coming up and, and Aquaman 2 is going to be coming up as well in a couple of years. Yeah, I think that they just need to do their own thing and not necessarily lean into what Marvel are doing. Like, I, I think that Marvel is juggernaut now that... Um, aren't going to be stopped for some time. Um, and I think that doing the whole, you know, movie sort of situation, like the Joker, where they're just making a standalone film for the sake of making a film, is probably the smart way to go. Um, but I think yeah. that inevitably they're going to get compared to what the Marvel guys are putting out um, until they do something that, that, you know, takes it and beats them. To, you know, but that, that remains to be seen as if they can do that. Because they've certainly mm. got the material to make it happen. It's just a matter yeah. of the execution. Yeah, Scott and I were talking about this, and uh, when you talk about Batman 89, you talk about a movie. That was a great movie. Everyone loves it. it if you talk about Mask of the Phantasm, that's a great movie. Everyone yep. loves it. Uh, those aren't comic-accurate movies. Jack Napier no. isn't the one that killed Batman's parents. Uh, Andrea wasn't even around, wasn't even invented until Phantasm. Yep. But they're some of the most renowned. Like they don't always have to be a hundred percent from the comics. Let these people no, tell the story. Right. And I think that I think that doing that kind of stuff is always a good thing because at the end of the day, if you want the comics, they're still there for you to pick up and read. You know, it's yeah. not. It's like when they made X Men, like the very first X Men movie with Hugh Jackman in it. Like I remember seeing so many people blow up about the fact that they're wearing black leather and they're doing all this kind of stuff, and I'm like. Yeah, but look, those those Jim Lee era '90s comics are still going to be there, guys. You are not going to get the animated series as a movie. <laughs> but at the same time, why would you want that? You know, you've got that. You're always going to have that memory of that particular thing. Like, there's no need to replicate it again and again and mm. again. I want fresh takes on sort of you know those those, those properties. Could you imagine how awful it would be if they made oh, a Batman animated series live action? Yeah, genuinely, it would be terrible. As much as we love the yeah. animated stuff, it would be awful. And could you know, I remember it, I can't remember what it was. Um, it was about maybe about six months ago now, but someone was criticising, I think it might have been on someone's post that um, I saw, 
you see floating around on Instagram, they were criticising Man of Steel, saying, that, oh, you know, it's nothing like Christopher Reeve's Superman. If you want yeah. Christopher Reeve's Superman, go and watch his bloody film. Like, this is a different Superman. Like, which makes, oh, I, this makes no I sense. The, I went to the press premiere of Man of Steel in Australia. Um, yeah. And Zack Snyder and a whole bunch of people were there. And people were walking out, just kind of got shaking their heads and saying, what was that? But I was like, that was a really cool take on Superman. You know, like, yeah. Snyder's vision, I think if they'd stuck with it, they probably would have been doing better, I think. Um, yeah. Almost like because, the boys. Yeah, if, yeah, 100%. Because <laughs> if they stuck to I read those, those things saying what Snyder's script would have been and how Superman would have featured in Justice League 2 where, you know, he ultimately, the, the nightmare reality that Batman dreamt about was going to be a real thing. Like, and that just would have been such a bit like injustice as a yes, movie. Yeah. You know, and that would have been awesome. But I, at the same time, I can understand why the studios are a bit like, nah, we're not having Superman punch someone's heart out. <laughs> 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 yeah, that, uh, They'll get there. They'll get there. <laughs> I'm sure eventually when they want a really, really dark version. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever see a Schneider cut? Oh, look, I, I don't. I, I think that um, it's a little bit of, um, you know, bite your hand to spot your arm kind of situation. I think that they know people want it. And I, if it's as finished as they say that it is, I'm sure it wouldn't take them much to actually finish it. You know, go and put the CGI in, um, yeah. potentially fix Cavill's moustache issues and those kind of, I think they could do it, but I don't yeah. think that they would because it would be admitting defeat for Justice yeah. League. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I want it, but you know, I'm sure it's not yeah. going to happen. Because yeah, I mean, I'm still like, I really, really like the uncut version of Batman versus Superman. I think it's such a solid. Oh, movie. it's a, it's so good, isn't it? You know, and it just, I just think that movie, like, just still gets such a um, poor shaking simply because of um, people. Like, I didn't like the theatrical cut either. You know, I come out of the movies being like, oh, Batman was amazing, but the movie was just a bit meh. Whereas yeah. when I bought the uncut version, um, and I bought the uncut version because I had the uncut version of Terminator 2, I'm like, because I feel that's a better movie, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a run. And yeah, I love it. It's, it's good. Well, yeah, I still, still don't know what Warner Brothers were thinking, especially with the Justice League movie, because yeah. so they, they cut it from three hours to two, saying that they want more screen showings. I'll, nobody turned up to them anyway, so... No. Uh, and, and when they did, like... The, the, the plethora of negative reviews they got at the start are just going to stop people from going to see it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like we were saying like with the Elseworlds stories. Let people tell their story, and they should have done that with Zack Snyder. You employed him. Don't meddle with his, yeah. with his vision and stuff. That, that's I, I right. I yeah, don't understand. Know. Or at least find a director that's going to replace him and respect it and not necessarily try and make an Avengers movie out of the Justice League. Like Joss oh, Whedon God. Did. Yeah. So, and I love Joss Whedon. Don't get me wrong. I'd like, you know... His work on Buffy and Firefly and all those kinds of things was brilliant. But, you know, I just, I think that they were just trying too hard to cash in on um, what Marvel had done. Whereas I think that they might actually listen to James Gunn for Suicide Squad too. That would be interesting. Yeah. Very interesting, especially with some of the weird casting news. Yeah, and I love the fact that like guys like Killer Shark are getting news. And I think that's, like, James Gunn's not afraid to take a tree and a raccoon and make them household names, so... <laughs> I think that um, he'll do the same with Suicide. Yeah, he's had a good track record. He has, yeah. But, I mean, all of that guy's movies, like, even going back to, surprised me quite some time to learn that he was actually the guy who had written the remake of Dawn of the Dead that Zack Snyder made. So James Gunn had written that and Zack Snyder directed uh-huh. it. Um, and that's just such a good, fun movie. 
that that Gun put together with the with obviously with Snyder. So you know, hopefully, got high hopes. I think it. I think it's got a chance. We, we, yeah. If anything, I probably will still get the figures. So. Yeah. yeah same. <laughs> I, you know, I bought all the hot toys figures so far, except for the black suit Joker. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't get that anyway. So who cares? We didn't get the suit. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, now you know, I've got other suited Jokers. I want something that's a little different. Yeah. Well, Scott, do we got any last words from you? Uh, yes. Well, a big thanks for you to come, uh, for coming on the show, and it means a lot you came back. And uh, oh, I'll yeah. be back again and again and again. The more you'll have me, the really? more I'll <laughs> <trust> me. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see some of your work. And we've gone almost the entire podcast about mentioning the cricket, which is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I, I didn't want to, you know, rub any salt in the wounds. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> oh, dear. If only I knew what you guys were talking about. Yeah, it's Australia versus England for the Ashes at the moment, and Australia have taken the um, the trophy home. But uh, so you know, we beat you, Scott. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's all right. We'll be we'll be back in eighteen yeah, months or so. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll lose yeah. it for another twenty years again. You know, it'd be normal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! But no, uh, thanks a lot for coming on, man. Really, good anytime, support. guys. Yeah. thanks for having really me. Much appreciated. It. Oh yeah, we, we again, guys. If you are not following him, he is at Massive Geek. He, his name is Lee, and like he said, he is about ready to put out a ton of work because he's finally set up this amazing setup. And if you guys haven't seen it, you guys have to go to his page and see his collection. It's crazy. It's uh, everything you'd ever want to see, especially if you're a DC fan or just a lover of great movies. He does outstanding pictures, and uh, we look forward to seeing all the work that he has coming up. And, uh, yeah, thanks for your time, Lee. Uh, thanks for having me, boys. Much appreciated. Thanks, man. Thank you. Take care. This has been DC Figures and Collectibles. We do what you do, too. And we'll be back very soon. Goodbye.